Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Issues 2017. I'm Steve McIntosh. Our guest is Sedgwick County Commission Chair Dave Unruh. Welcome to Issues 2017. Well, thank you, Steve. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) You uh, represent the 1st District on the board. Now, what is that geographic area for the 1st District? Well, approximately, it's the northeast corner of Sedgwick County. Uh, There's a little portion that runs clear down to uh, Pawnee and the river, but uh, mainly it runs along um, Kellogg on the south and Oliver on the west. So, uh, again, some basics. Uh, How many districts do we have in the county? We have five. Okay. And is there anything that makes your district different from the others, other than there are different houses and buildings there? Well, no. Do do these these have any specific characteristics to them? Well, no, we're we're all um, have about a hundred thousand residents in our in our uh, district, and um, we're supposed to encompass all um, economic er, economic uh, categories. Yeah. Um, and of course, we can't do that exactly, but that's um, the goal, so that we have good representation for our citizens. So, how do you figure that out? Is there periodically does somebody make a study of it, or is well, it, about every ten could years, yeah, yeah. we do redistricting based on what the population census is. And so we have to keep all of our districts approximately the same um, number of citizens. You uh, were first elected to the county commission in 2002, I believe. And uh, what did you do before that? Uh, Before that, I was in the automotive repair business. Our um, family owned a, a group of automotive repair facilities that my father started in 1947. Unrealignment? Correct. How many stores did you have? Well, at the most at the number, we had six in the area. Yeah. I, I can remember growing up, and uh, yeah, you guys were the alignment people. Well, we, <laughs> we worked on a lot of cars. And how many times have you served as chair of the commission? I'm in the middle of my fourth term. The fourth term? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You did not as a commissioner. You said as, as a, chair. As a chair, you? yeah. Uh, this is my fifth time being chair. So, did they just, uh, how is that figured? I never, did they just pass it around to the next person or? Is there any politics involved in it on who gets the chair? Well, there's a little bit of politicking going on as to who gets it. And usually commissioners don't like to be chair when they're running for re-election because it uh, takes a little extra time and they want to focus their energy on getting re-elected. Um, but it, when when commissions change and you get new members and that kind of changes the balance. And so it just has worked out that um, I've been elected chair five times. How long do you th- intend to stay on the commission? Well, I have a year and a half left in this, my fourth term, and this will be the finale for me. So how many, is it a four-year term? It is a four-year term. So there's no limitations though, right? We have no term limits. Okay. So you're just thinking, time to do something else then, huh? Well, after 16 years, I think citizens probably are looking for different representation, and uh, I will um, take the opportunity to spend a little more time with my wife, perhaps travel a little bit. Um, there's other things that I'd like to do in this life. Does your wife know you're planning that? She does. As a matter of fact, she's, <laughs> she's insisting okay. on it. She's okay with that. Yeah. Huh? Oh, that's good. Hey, this uh, past week, uh, an interesting uh, appointment was made, uh, I guess you could say. the uh, We have a new 
commission or a new uh, director for the Sedgwick County Zoo, Dr. Jeff uh, Etling, is it? Yeah, that is correct. Tell us about that. Well, we're really excited about uh, Dr. Etling to uh, get in position and and, uh, start his leadership of the zoo. Uh, we had a very thorough process, uh, as we should have, when selecting a new direct director for the zoo. And uh, the Sedgwick County Zoological Society was kind of the driver behind that. The commission, of course, had approval authority for that. But uh, we were very pleased with the selection of the Zoological Society. And uh, it was a 5-0 vote to uh, support that. Did they, do you know if they had many candidates that they were looking at? They had a lot of candidates who applied for this because this is a desirable job. And the finalists were all um, a really great group of folks, all of whom could have done a good job. But I am really pleased with the selection that uh, we finally we mm. came to conclusion. You know, that zoo, as I understand, has a great reputation. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful zoo, and it's the number one Outdoor attraction in the state of Kansas. I mean, if, if you guys did nothing else right over the past 20 years or 40 years, whatever, that zoo is terrific, isn't it? Well, it is a great asset for the whole region. And uh, I have to give credit to the um, Zoological Society and Mark Reed for uh, helping get the public support that makes it what it is. As you may know, the uh, exhibits that we've opened in the last 10, 12 years, which were all very um, special exhibits. Uh, they were funded by the pub, by the private sector. And so after they're funded and built, well, you know, of course, the county takes um, ownership of them, and our responsibility is to provide um, personnel to run the zoo properly. But the citizens of the community paid for those exhibits. So, so you would say, government money-wise, you guys are spending it pretty good out there, pretty well, huh? Well, Keep an I, eye on it. <laughs> I, I think we're doing a, a good a good job in making sure that we maintain this excellent asset in our community. Sure. I, I want to ask, ask you about the, uh, the email publishing scam the county got involved in. How did that thing work? Well, you know, I'm not a crook, so I don't exactly know well, how, how that works. Right. But, okay. <laughs> um, and, and I think that I'm convinced that um, people who want to do evil, they can figure out a way to accomplish it. But I, you know, it, it ultimately ended up Pretty simple. A person, uh, we, we're so transparent that this individual found out a way to time things such that he could ask for a, uh, a change in the routing numbers on our payment, and uh, he routed them to his own, own bank. Can we say transparent? We, we want our government to be transparent, but in this case, it kind of worked against you then, huh? Yes, it did, and we've, we've reviewed that internally and uh, have, have made some changes that we think provide us a little more security. Well, that's, that was my next question. You've you got a fix in uh, in place that you think is going to work then. Uh, well, we, we as think, well as you can. I mean, yeah, yeah, and, and you know, we want to have our uh, systems better and our processes better so that we can not let this event occur again. And we also, you, you may have um, read that um, we've we've doing a uh, forensic audit so that we can have some outside eyes look at this and and give us advice on if we should make any more changes. Was anybody ever prosecuted or caught in this thing? Uh, you know, yeah. it's it's all under the responsibility of the FBI, okay. and they are pretty tight-lipped, but I believe that this should be uh, coming to trial here 
I don't know, in the near future, but I, I really don't know. It's so aggravating, though, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> there's somebody out there with a little computer screen that can just do so much bad, uh, so much harm in this world. Well, and, they they can. And, and, and you look at that, Dave, and, and can they get into our power grid? Can they get it? There's a lot of danger involved in this, isn't there? Well, I have this um, fear that I don't think about too often <laughs> that they could do all sorts of damage. And... Um, I'm just hopeful that uh, we have enough security and enough people of goodwill that we can protect that. On a brighter note, Interest Bank Arena seems to be taking off. Now, to talk about some of the events that are planned there. Well, we've got the big one coming up in July. Yeah, we do. And we're really <laughs> pleased about that. This is kind of a fulfillment of a, of a long-term dream and the purpose of that facility. But uh, getting uh, what's going to be the third NCAA event... Uh, coming up between 1 and 18 and 1 in the year 2021, um, th- that was a primary goal of the arenas to get NCAA basketball events. Sure, here. yeah. But we also want great entertainment events. And, uh, you know, July 19th, uh, Sir Paul McCartney's coming to town. And uh, as I, my understanding is it's virtually sold out. And, Immediately, uh, yeah. <laughs> and... Um, so we're 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 very pleased about that, and we've had other big name. People. It's a big country acts have come in. Have good some yeah. good shows. And you know we've we've made an effort uh, through our management um, organization SMG to try to say, don't just focus on country. Try to try to broaden your spectrum of entertainment events, and they've worked hard at doing that. And um, we're really proud of our relationship with SMG and how they've managed the arena. You know, the thing about it is that the, when those shows come in, it's not going to be just people from Wichita going to that show. You're going to bring some people are going to come in, and maybe stay a night or two in the hotels, go to the restaurants. Uh, just one show like McCarthy's can generate a lot of money in this area. Well, it has a huge economic impact to downtown businesses, which then trickles down clear across our community. But um, I've been told that when um, this act played in, in Little Rock that they had some visitors fly in from Japan to watch the show. Okay. So that tells you what a draw he is and how it might affect our region um, really for the benefit of all of us. That uh, arena, of course, as you know, wasn't financed without a bit of a fight. Uh, uh, did you support it from the beginning? I, I did support it from the beginning, but uh, to be honest with you, I was somewhat lukewarm at the beginning. Uh, wasn't opposed to it, but uh, not as uh, strong an advocate as some of my other commissioners. Uh, Commissioner uh, Tom Winters and Commissioner Ben Shortino were the two that were really aggressively involved in that. Um, but And I have to be careful how I say that because we can't, as a government, can't advocate for that. Okay. We can only educate. But uh, those two were especially hopeful that it would pass. Once it got uh, approved by the citizens, well, then I was fully on board and wanted to make sure that we got the best facility we could. What is the status of the arena? Is it is it paid for? Is there any debt owed on this thing? How does that work? Well, as you may recall, we had a one-cent tax that was imposed for 30 months. And at the end of 30 months, that tax was sunsetted. But it produced a little over $200 million. We built the arena and when it was all said and done, we also had about a $15 million capital reserve fund so that for any major changes to the arena, we had the resources to do that without hitting the county budget or, or asking for more uh, taxes. You know, I had forgotten about that. A lot of people say, well, they'll, they'll put that tax on it. It'll never come off. But you guys put it on for, put it on for 30 months, 
And sure enough, uh, that is terrific. I mean, we don't own anything anymore. No. The, and and the a tax, is- you say one cent sales tax, right? Correct. That wasn't just paid by people. Again, in Wichita, there were people coming in from all over the country paying that tax, right? Yeah, and I've heard different numbers of, about how much comes in from outside the county, yeah. you know, as uh, from from 30% to, to 50% of our taxes. But uh, what, whatever that mixture is, the net result is the tax went away, we have a paid-for arena, and we have enough money to do things like presently we're remodeling the north entrance. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's... that's um, an expensive endeavor, but we have the resources to do it. You're listening to Issues 2017 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Sedgwick County Commission Chair Dave Unruh. The uh, Judge Riddell Boys Ranch at Lake Afton resurfaces for discussion from time to time, uh, but I, I, I understand it may not from now on. What's the ultimate fate of the ranch out there, Dave? Well, we presently have a request for proposal to raise the property. Um, we we have uh, spent quite a while, at least the last couple of years, trying to decide can we utilize it in some way that's a benefit to the community. Um, some folks who have said we can do something out there, sell us the property, but come to find out because we took a federal grant way back in the 60s, in the 50s maybe, um, that grant has imposed a restriction on us over the whole Lake Afton property that we cannot sell it unless we replace that with like property. Hmm. And that's a, that's a restriction of the federal government. So it turns out we can't sell it, so nobody wants to invest to remodel that property if they don't own it. And uh, the property is in such condition that we can't utilize it, and it, it really needs to come down. All right. So the idea is just to bulldoze it, and then what? Just leave it there? Well, it just becomes part of the uh, Lake Afton Park grounds, mm-hmm. and uh, what happens in the future, not sure whether it's utilized for some special uh, outdoor activity, uh, you know, whether it's something we rent or whether it's a camping ground, something like that. We we don't have an idea yet. We just need right now to get rid of the ongoing expense of providing the necessary security and upkeep on a building that's not being used. Yeah. Well, what's new and exciting in the first district? Well, in the first district uh, specifically, uh, you know, I'm I'm just pleased to say that we're starting to have some economic development, new housing starts, um, trying to keep up with infrastructure for that expansion. But uh, I think, in general, things are are um, looking prosperous for the first district. What about? Uh, and I, I ask this from time to time of people who uh, are in the know on these things, and that is the. Uh, we had 9-11. It had huge impact on Wichita and Sedgwick County. Then you had the recession of 2008, another huge impact. Have we recovered from that, do you think, Dave? Well, probably we haven't fully recovered. Um, we, we're not probably where we would be had there not been those uh, recessionary events. But I think in, in general, we're the uh, slow, steady recovery is still underway, and um, and I believe that that will, in the end, uh, make us stronger economically and uh, help help stabilize us should that an event like that happen again. Where is the uh, county currently on the budgeting process? That uh, doesn't you wind it up when in August or something? Uh, right, we'll have final approval of a budget in August. The manager will present to us his um, proposed budget in um, mid mid June, I believe, is the date, and. Um, then we start working from there on any modifications we make to his proposed budget. But our staff is fully engaged in, um, 
in budget processes and decision packages now. Budget mode. Yeah. yeah You've you got a business background, but I can think that if I were on that board with you, that would be the most boring stuff there is. But maybe not. Maybe going over those line items is pretty interesting. What do you think? <laughs> well, I will tell you, it is completely different from small business operation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and my, my little uh, automotive business that uh, I was involved in for 40 years, we could make uh, decisions instantaneously. Our budgeting uh, process took a couple of days. This, in the county government, the budgeting process, uh, in reality, never stops. It just is always a consideration and a planning thought process. You know, I, I, every time I hear somebody running for office, they say, we're going to run this government entity like a business. And I always think, really? <laughs> it's a completely different deal. Is that, is that realistic that you can take? Well, you can take some good practices, I'm sure. And you guys do. Well, I've said uh, publicly that you can't run government like a business. And I got some pushback from city manager and from county manager. Uh, the, but the fact of the matter is we can be efficient and we can do things the right way and we can do things professionally and customer friendly. But in terms of being like a business, we have a major difference in that businesses operate for profit. We operate to provide services for our citizens. Uh, we engage in a lot of activities that rather than create revenue are, are a revenue expense. And so um, there's significant difference just in the general theory about what is, what is your goal. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, just the process of coming to a decision, as you've observed from your perspective, takes forever. If I want to try to advance something, I got to get commissioners that agree with me. We got to get staff agrees with me. If it has some impact on the private sector, we need to check with them. If it has impact for the city, we need to check with them. It just takes forever sometimes, it seems, to come to a conclusion, make a decision. So the decision-making process and the fundamental goal of of what your um, purpose is is so different from business that it makes it difficult to run like a business. But efficiency and professionalism, we we strive to achieve that. And that's democracy at its its basic level, the local level, where, okay, we're going to make a decision, but to make a really good, smart decision, you want to get input from everybody if you can. Everybody's going to get a little say in what's going on, huh? Well, and we need to do that because everybody is uh, putting some money in the till to help provide their financial resources for it. And um, there's just hundreds of opinion on even the simplest of decisions, and and we need to uh, filter those and factor them into what our final conclusion is. And it raises something else I think about from time to time, that you guys, uh, if you've got your phones down there, you, you answer your phones uh, at the county commission and you hear from citizens not only on Wednesdays, but uh, a lot of the, all the time. And sometimes you hear from people who are pretty upset. Dave, how do you handle that? How do you, when they're really getting in your face and, and uh, really not being fair to you, you know, maybe? Well, you know, we, we have to be, uh, I think, professional and willing to listen even to folks who have a position adverse to your own. And, uh, most folks call when they have a, a real grievance. I mean, something has impacted their life that they don't like. We can't always immediately respond to that, but we have to be willing to hear their complaint and then see if there's some way that we can um, uh, respond to that in a way that satisfies them. Any uh, When we look at this budget, again, we're kind of in the 
beginning stages of, but are you looking at any possible pay raises for county employees? Is it is it something you've been taking care of uh, with over the past couple of years? Well, I believe the manager will factor in um, some sort of compensation change that um, will help us keep employees. We know that our pay scales for county employees are are below the private sector, and we are actually slightly befo- below the, the city government. Um, we, prob- we pay more than some counties do, depending on their situation, but um, we... We have, in my opinion, excellent employees at Sedgwick County. They're professional people who are committed to their task, and so we need to compensate them as fairly as we can. But uh, we're talking about public money, and a lot of times folks in the, in the, uh, out in the private sector aren't getting raises. That's true. And, and yeah. so all that has to come into our thinking, but... We want to keep good employees. You know, and we talked about this a little bit earlier. Are you seeing signs of uh, economic diversification from relying just on the aircraft industry as we have for the past 70 years? I, I think that we are diversifying our economic base. And, and there's, um, you know, and that's really gratifying to, to see that happen. Um, it, it's hard to replace those high-paying manufacturing jobs yeah. of, of aviation. But uh, and that's that's part of our challenge to overcome um, the effects of this recession that we went through. But um, I believe that we're going to be stronger when it's through, and we will be more diversified. But we're not going to um, give up on trying to attract uh, high-paying jobs into our community. Okay, so you've been at this now. What my math says, something like fifteen years, right? Correct. Uh, what do you like best about being a Sedgwick County Commissioner? Well. I really like best being able to um, have a say in in uh, initiatives that are helpful to our community and that really uh, change the quality of life for our citizens. Um, probably the biggest thing in economic development and making our community strong is 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 quality of life, developing the workforce, which we had a a big part in when we built the National Center for Aviation Training. Um, and and then having a government philosophy that uh, invites businesses um, and industry into our community because of the resources we have and the, um, the the type of community that we are. What's the biggest challenge you face every day? <laughs> well, the, we've been talking about it. The biggest challenge is to try to get a budget that uh, <laughs> is workable without having a, a you know a mill levy increase but one that uh, we can successfully carry out the mission of Sedgwick County. Now, uh, if there's a, young people out there, maybe they're looking at politics and they're getting kind of a bad taste in their mouth from what's been happening in the past couple of years. Uh, what do you say to somebody who may be anticipating, maybe a young person would like to pursue a, uh, a government office or uh, a role in civics? What, what do you say to somebody like that? Well, I would say to stay involved and stay um, uh, have a good understanding and awareness of the challenges that uh, face our community. And as they see how we're responding and someone thinks that they can uh, make a difference and they have the energy to become involved and are not afraid to verbalize that, um, I think that, that I would encourage them to go ahead and get involved. Um, probably uh, someone that's... Um, uh, brand new to the area is going to have difficulty doing that. But after you've been around a while and you understand the the culture and character of our community, 
find find a place to get plugged in and then let it grow from there. Yeah, maybe somebody has some new ideas. What do you think? Exactly. I think people, young people especially, I mean, we need to get them involved and keep them here. Well, Dave, uh, just uh, I would like to say thank you for being on the show, the issue show a few times over the years. And I always have enjoyed working with you, and, uh, and uh, we appreciate your service, and uh, hope you have a good retirement when that comes around here, or for at least from County Commission. Well, Steve, thank you very much. I enjoyed being here, and your interviews are always um, uh, fun, but they're probing, <laughs> but very fun. That's all for this edition of Issues 2017. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 